happening, International Christian Fellowship Rome and ICF Rome around the country and around the world. Welcome to our Sunday encounter. This is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I'm so thankful that you are joining us. I have my sign today, smile, because I want you to know God wants to give you a word for your life that puts a smile in your heart. I also want you to know as you lean into the presence of the Lord, as you lean into the worship and the word, let God do something in you that will cause you to put a smile on his face. He has a great and powerful word for you this morning, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Isn't that kind of how God works with us? Sometimes he does something new. We're like, wait, wait, what are you doing? What? Okay, wait, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. Amen. So praise God. I want to hear from you. I know online you might have to type it in the chat. We welcome you today. Um, but just really quickly, one word, we do this in our pre-service prayer a lot, but, so you got to be bold and loud. But I want to hear one word of something you're thanking God for already this year. Rocco, this is my grandson. Come on, stand up. Stand up and let him see you at least. Okay, but they, I just want him to see you, really. Like, turn around, <laughs> turn around so they can see you, please. My grandson. <laughs> Thank you. Bo's one word. Love. Love. Yeah? Come on. Love. Power. Power. Peace. Grace. Yes. Grace. Life, yes. Awesome. I hope you're typing it in the chat. One word that you're thanking God for. You make those declarations over your life. Amen? Amen. Um, I did want you to put up that inspire thing one more time. I will share with you over the next couple weeks, on the last Sunday of this month, we will have many of our Inspire Italy and Inspire Europe leadership with us in our service on Sunday, as well as this wonderful encounter. Um, these are just some of the places that have been touched by Inspire. And so it isn't just for Italy, and it isn't just for us here, but we've been chosen to partner with the Inspire Project. They're reaching so many places. Isn't that amazing? And so I want you to know there are women coming from all those places on that map to be with us the last weekend of the month. And I want you to be there. So, again, if you need, if you have not registered... I want you to register. You can sign up with Helen or Salome at the Welcome Center. Women, men, we need your help as well. Um, this is not a conference. I can't stress that enough. This is something that my leadership has poured into us. This is a moment when we invite new people to come to Jesus. Amen? Colleagues, you know, who doesn't need to be inspired already in, Jan in 2023? 20 23, right? <laughs> um, we need to know what even year it is, right? So thank you for that. I, today I do want to talk about his banner being that living, loving proof in our lives. His banner is the living proof of his love. And what does that mean when we talk about Jehovah Nisi? This year, those of you, we will share it again on the last Sunday of this month so you can see the year-end video from 2022. You can see that actually the one who created our video um, of the new theme, Pastor Randall, is coming from America to help with the worship team, and he also created our theme video. So you're going to get to meet a lot of special people. But what I want you to think about is living proof. 
What does that mean? I'm still here. I'm not done. You're still here. You're not done. We're not dying proof, right? I think there's a country song or something that says live like you're dying. I want you to live like you're living. Amen? We're not dead. We're not dying. We're living. Yes, we were all going to go to Jesus at some point in time. But if you're constantly thinking about the end, you're not going to embrace the now. I want you to know where you're going to go when you die. I want you to know Jesus. I want you to be so scared of hell that you don't make the wrong decisions, that you say, God, draw me close to you so I can go to heaven, that eternal place where his banner will be love. I don't know about you, but maybe there's some of us in this room who at some point in our life felt unloved, felt rejected, right? Um, I know some people don't really like February and Valentine's Day and the love month, but why? The enemy wants you to not like love. God is the author of love. He is the father of love. Why? It's the same thing with the rainbow. God made the rainbow. It's beautiful. It's a promise. We don't reject because the world tries to steal. We hold on to the value and the meaning of what God is saying. So I wanted to talk to you a minute this morning about his banner of living proof of love over your life. So I ask you this question, what is a banner? A banner, we have the flag banners, right? A banner is a declaration. We're making a declaration. If your flag is not there, you can let me know and we'll figure out how to get one there, okay? These flags are banners, declarations that every country counts, that every person counts, right? A banner hangs from the rafters of arenas honoring champions, I don't know if Nahum is here right now, but he's a basketball player along with some of our other kids. I see Jaira over there. And some of them at their school had different games, and their poster with their picture on it is like a banner being held in the arena where they play sports. In America, they've got, you know, a big game. I think it's today. <laughs> I'm not totally sure, but it's called the Super Bowl. And there will be banners hanging you know, I found out there's a Christian company called Hobby Lobby in America, and I think I read that they're spending something like, did you see it, Chris? I don't know if it's a billion dollars or multiple millions of dollars in Christian theme-based commercials and ads for this, a banner. They're making a declaration of what's happening. Banners are to remember and commemorate. Cities raise banners on certain holidays. And every year to commemorate something dear to them, a, a product, a hero, a tradition, a holy day. Think about it. If his banner over me is love, I am commemorating what Jesus did on the cross, but he's not still there. And his banner over me, that declaration over you is love. Banners are labels and signals. They announce names and images which people can instantly recognize. That's why it says living proof. Because if his banner over us is love, then we should also be his banner for others to see. They should instantly recognize something's different about you. What's happening with you? I want to show you a picture. Some of you know I got to go to Ghana 
to be with these this amazing couple here. And I got to go to this place. Thank you, Yao and Sarah, for having me come and be a part of your declarations. Um, this, you can put that picture back up. This is a picture in this place in Accra, Ghana, called Anakazo. It was very special. I got to go with, some of you know Dr. Anna and Ernest Lardy that were a part of our church, and they took me to this place. And in this place, there were banners of God's love raised by so many people that had declared the banner of love for Jesus to the nations, and especially in Africa and beyond. They were champions of God's love, honoring that. There were so many pictures I could have showed you because I was feeling like this is like a museum of faith. They had literal life-size um, wax bodies of Billy Graham and John Wesley and all kinds of um, uh, missionaries and pastors who brought the banner of God's love to different places. And so they have this place. I don't know if you can really see it, but that's me in there. And it says, I will attempt great things for God. And I'm there, I have to get closer to see it, with Maria Woodworth and Kenneth Hagen and Reinhard Bonnke, uh, Missionary Judson. Y'all, my eyes are getting so bad. William Carey, I'm going to tell you something about William Carey. You can see it. And I, Billy Graham is above me, and I'm right there, and I'm raising my hand saying, I will also make a declaration over God's love. I might have told you before, but I want you to know there was something. I don't think his picture is on this particular place where I got to stand. But you would walk through this journey chronologically of all these people who had brought the gospel to someone and then you would recognize that this one came to know Jesus in this one's ministry and then that one did a crusade and this one came to know Jesus in their ministry like that it kept it was a ripple effect and there was one man I don't remember his name as they told the story he was only walking with God and doing the ministry for two years, according to this museum. And some very, very influential people for the gospel were touched under his ministry. Unfortunately, this man turned his back on God and made some mistakes and walked away. And I said to the person giving us the tour, that's interesting. I wonder why they included this one in the museum. And she said, oh, that's easy. Our bishop, our pastor, who's a part of this place, he wants people to know that every word you speak matters. It mattered what that man did for those two years. It also mattered that he walked away. And maybe there were some of us, like me, standing there saying, wow, I don't want to be the one that walks away. I don't want to be the one who quits. What if I wasn't here when I was supposed to be here so that someone could be the one that hears, but they're going to be the one to declare it to the next generation. Chris, you guys are working with Joel in the kids ministry. What if you weren't there to declare? Chris was declared the word of God over his life as a child here, not in this building, but at ICF Rome because someone believed that you mattered as a child and a teenager. His banner over us is love. Amen? So I want you to understand what that means. William Carey 
one of the ones on that picture, said this. He was a great father of missionary work. This was so powerful to me. He said, you have been saying much about Dr. Carey and his work. When I am gone, please say nothing about Dr. Carey. Speak only about Dr. Carey's Savior. His banner over me is love. His brand over me is love. Don't remember me. Don't remember my love. Don't remember my faith that was on or off or weak or weary. Remember God's love. Remember his steadfast faith. Amen? When, when you encounter someone, are they going to remember you? Yes, they will. But even more, when you're gone, are they going to remember him? Are they going to remember him? I, you know, there's so many things I could tell you about that happened. I've, I shared with the Wednesday night crowd a little bit as well. But I actually met a mom and a daughter in a store. I'm giving you a very short version. Just because they were kind and let me in the line with one item. But it was the love of God that they remembered. I remember her name is Annie and her daughter is Anique. And if you're watching today from Florida, I'm still praying for you. But I want you to know what I, want, what, what I know they remembered. They came to church the next day. That was a Saturday. I said, if you come to this church, I'm going to. I'll be there and I'll see you. And they came the next day. And do you know the love of God knit our hearts together? That woman cried like she had known me for 10 years. You can't leave. I just got to know you. I said, you're in a very loving place. You're in a place where you're going to be surrounded. His banner over you is love. I want you to think about something from Solomon chapter 2, verse 4. It says, he brought me to the banqueting table, and his banner over me is love. Somebody say love. His banner over me is love. I want you to feel loved. Love empowers us. Love strengthens us. Love encourages us. Amen? Come on, somebody. Christ's name inscribed on us is love. His church's love. And by this, his brand is, an, is what distinguishes us from everybody else. I don't love because someone's nice to me. I don't love because they're not nice to me. I love because God so loved me, so I want to be the banner of love in this world. Who would agree? Come on. Who would agree this world needs a little more love and a little less hate? Huh? Yeah. Amen? We need a lot more love and a lot less hate, right? So his banner, he brings us to that table. I want you to look at a couple of these scriptures, and I just have the beginning, but you're going to know it. John 3.16 says, for God what? So loved the world, come on, that he gave his only son, that whoever, not only the somebodies, but whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. John 15.12 says, my command is this, that you love each other as I have loved you. Not love each other as you love each other. I don't love Helen like she loves me and vice versa, although we love each other. I love as Jesus loved. I love, you love as Jesus loved. It's through his love. It's not an option. Do you see it? It says my command. It's not a suggestion. You know, sometimes I think we get hung up on sin we're like, well, basically the Ten Commandments, right? Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. There's a whole lot of commandments in the Bible. 
My command is this, that you love each other as I have loved you. Colossians 3.14 says, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. C.S. Lewis said, Though our feelings come and go, God's love never changes. Amen? Though our feelings ebb and flow, God's love never changes. It's not less on some days. In fact, as I was sitting there this morning, I was thinking about um, the Holy Spirit's really been speaking to me on your behalf, and I've been praying for many that have this spirit of heaviness. I want you to know that God's love doesn't ebb and flow for you. Sometimes we say, why, God? Why would you allow this to happen? Why did you do this, God? Why do we do that? If we know that God is love and we know that he loves us, why would we even question him? We're human. Even Jesus in his humanity said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But I'm asking you, my fellow followers of Jesus, That we don't say, why did you do this bad thing, God? God doesn't do bad things. Somebody say amen. Type it in the chat. God does not do bad things. We reap what we sow. We live in a world where the enemy is rampant. We have terrible disasters like what's happening in Turkey and Syria. Helen's own family and Boreana's friends. And probably some of you have friends and family there. But I want you to know, God is the author of good. He is a good father. And so I don't say to God, well, what, you're not real anymore? Or I only loved you when you answered my prayer within 24 hours or 24 days? I'm telling to you, like I'm preaching to me personally, that we don't question God. Somebody say amen. That we say, God, maybe I might say, how shall I navigate this? What do you want me to learn from this? What is the lesson out of this? Rocco chose a jacket, and I love it. And it says, forget the mistakes, remember the lessons. Forget the mistakes, Remember the lessons. But I want us to say, God, your banner over me is love. I don't question you when bad things happen. Why isn't our first answer like, devil, what are you doing? Why did you just go crazy like that? Don't you know we're the children of the most high God? You need to take a hike in Jesus' name. Amen? That should be our first response, right? Not why God, but what are you trying to do, devil? You're already defeated. Amen? So shift. That's what God is asking us to do in this year. Shift. Shift. Transition a little bit. Pivot. Y'all know I got to do a Ferrari for my birthday, and I went go-karting with Rocco for doing great in school, and you got to shift, and you got to navigate those turns, and sometimes you're going a little fast, and you got to brake pretty strong. You got to pay attention to the details. But I want us to know his banner over us is love. So this morning I want to say to you, what is love then? If we know what his banner is, it's a declaration. Amen? So then what is the banner of love? What is love? Love is not the absence of turmoil. Somebody say amen. God's love was with Jesus as he hung on a cross and faced betrayal in the garden. 
Love is not the absence of turmoil. Love is not the absence of pain. God's love was with Job as he battled every challenge and grief and sorrow and sickness that you can imagine. Love is not the absence of that stuff. But God's love was with Job. Love is not the absence of fear. God's love was with Mary as she faced the fears of others when they would find out that she was pregnant. And they didn't know how she got pregnant. It was a supernatural, divine thing. When she chose to accept the mission God had put within her. Can somebody say amen? Love is not the absence of fear. Love is not the absence of pain. God's love is the presence of a supernatural, divine encounter with the Most High God that sees us through every circumstance. That sees us through every unknown. Why do we worry about tomorrow? The scripture says. God is taking care of you. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 9 says love is patient. You want to know what love is? Love is patient. Love is kind. Now put it in God. God. If God is love, God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. Love does not envy. God does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. We live in a world of self-seeking, self-gratification. We have to constantly, always yield ourselves to the Lord's plan. But I can tell you, I stand here today thankful that Rocco gets to be with me for a period of time. Thankful for the goodness of God that we sang about. Thankful for the love of God that his banner over me is. I'm not unloved. I'm loved by him. You're loved by him. You're loved by him. Type it in the chat. I'm loved by God. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects God always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Why is that important? Because in this world, there's other kinds of love. You know, I've had people say, I don't really say I love you. Again, God is love, and you have the love of God in you. The most precious thing to me is when someone that I know I haven't seen in a while or they wrap their arms in that big old bear hug, I have to tell Rocco, not so tight, he's super strong, and say, I love you, right? I love you. I wish I could give every one of our online family a big old hug and say, I love you. So I want you to know this, banners are visible. God's love needs to be visible in your life and through your life. That's what it means to be the living proof. His banner is visible. The whole point of the banner is to be seen, unmistakable, and you can't ignore it. God wants his love to be visible to you and through you. That is the living proof for the world. He wants us to be branded by his love. You ever meet anybody that was bitter, who chose not to forgive? They're not branded by love. They're branded by doubt, by distrust. Maybe someone broke their trust and so they constantly doubt people. They don't believe people. Yes, God gives us wisdom and we have to have wisdom in relationships. 
But the child of God is branded by the love of God. I want you to grab hold of that. When you think about being branded by his love, I wrote in my notes, I'm not talking about a tattoo made with ink. I'm talking about the scars made with his blood on his hands that were forever sealed about his love for you and me on the cross. When we accept his love, we carry his brand. We don't have to have the scars in our hands, but we can give the scars of the past We can give the scars of hurt and pain to the Lord, and his love is visible, and it covers it. It heals it. His love is what touches our hearts. Banners are for those who raise them. You know, if you watch a football game, you watch a soccer game, when I got to go be with some of the kids at the American Overseas School of Rome and cheer them on, you hear it. Amen? You, you, you realize like, wow, we're cheering for our player on the court and for our cheerleader down there and the, the one in the girls' team and the one in the boys' team. Banners are for those who raise them. They're an act of celebration, a remembrance, an announcement. So doesn't it make sense that the enemy doesn't want you to celebrate God's love? Because then you get low and God wants you to get high. Amen? Get higher. Raise up in the name of Jesus. Banners are for those who raise them. His love becomes the announcement of joy in my life. Amen? His love is the remembrance that I belong to him, that you belong to him. You belong to Jesus. He knew your name, Massimo, when he hung on that cross. Can you imagine? He's the sovereign God. He said all of our names under his breath can you imagine the millions and billions and billions of people that, whose names were called and God was saying, I'm, I'm doing this for them. Jesus did it for them. He called your name. Now, your name doesn't get written in the Lamb's book of life unless you call his name. Amen? We got to call his name. We got to call his name. He's giving us this love. He's offering us this gift. And some days we say, yes, thank you, God, I take it. And other days, maybe without realizing it, we say, I don't feel like making a celebration. I don't feel like making an announcement. But his love is the remembrance that we are the living, loving proof. When I raise the banner of love, I celebrate, I cheer, and I am identifying with the love of heaven that has defeated hell. Amen? The love of heaven has defeated hell's curse upon the child of God who calls his name, who raises his banner over their life and says, I will make the declaration that I love God like he loves me. You can never love the same. He will always love you more. He will always love you no matter what. But you can say to him, I want your love. Amen? Banners are for those who see them. You know, I've said to many at different times that isolation is a tool of the enemy. And so sometimes we say, I don't want to be seen. But you are seen. God sees you every day. The people that you walk past into your building, they see you. The people that you greet at the coffee shop, they see you. 
I shared with some that on the plane sometimes, on the long flight, I, I'm not really a big talker, really. I like to write sermons and read and sleep a little bit if I can. I, I'm not really a big talker. And I, I'm always like, okay, Lord, especially when I'm coming back this way, I know I'm going to get here in the morning. I need to sleep a little bit. On this last flight when I came in, I was seated next to a young Italian man who was a single father with a baby that was about three weeks old. I didn't have enough Italian to have a full conversation with him. I guess the Lord didn't want me to know all the details. He was all by himself. I'm sure he had a birth certificate to get that baby on the plane. He was very gentle with the baby girl. But I helped him that whole ride. I made sure the blankets weren't around her face. I helped him hold the bottle up just a little bit more so the milk would go in. I held her while he went to the bathroom and took a little walk. And I said to the Lord, God, your banner is for those who see me. I was able to say to him, God bless you. And with God, you can do this. There were a few things I was able to say to him. But he was seeing the love of God in my actions. In fact, his banner of love will strengthen your heart. Jehovah Nisi has made a declaration over your life. I hope you get that this morning. I hope you leave this place feeling loved and wanting to show love. Because his banner of love will destroy the pain of hate. You are loved. His banner of love will permeate the heart of resistance. You got somebody that is just running you the wrong way and it's hard. When you start to show love and kindness, it doesn't mean it's going to work out the same way. But something changes in the atmosphere. And you walk away from that conversation feeling like, I just permeated the heart of resistance. His banner of love will surround the lonely. His banner of love will be the balm of Gilead over the wounds of grief. His banner of love will be the calm over your chaos. It's not just a phrase. It's not just a statement. Everybody says, Pastor Jen, I need to know what God's will is for my life. Or I have all these needs. And you're just telling me about God's love. Because love is the greatest thing of all. If you know that God loves you, you will not worry. You will not fret. You will not give up. You will not relent. You will not pull back. Somebody say amen. His banner of love will hover over you with a piece of love, P-E-A-C-E, that is tangible. I've told you before, but I have literally felt a physical touch from God on numerous occasions, so much so I turn around to see who was, who just touched me. Nobody there. And I know the Holy Spirit would say that was a hug from the Lord. That was me touching you. His banner of love is living evidence that you belong to a loving, living Father. You are loved. And I want you to know this morning that the enemy of your soul cannot defeat the love of heaven over your life. The enemy of your soul cannot defeat the love of heaven over your life. Don't forget that. So 1 John 4, 7, and 12 says this as the worship team comes. Dear friends... Let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know God, 
Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. We don't get the option to say, I don't love. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world. He didn't send Jesus into the heavenlies and the supernaturals. He sent Jesus into the world. So he sends you and me into the world where it's going to be hard, where maybe people aren't going to pray with us in the garden like we wanted to, or maybe they're going to betray us, or maybe there's going to be sickness, or maybe there's going to be a storm at the sea. He sent us into the world. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to atone and sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, let us also love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I want you to stand with me all over this building. And I want you to say to the Lord at this February 2024, 23, February 2023, God, I love you. I accept your love. I don't know what it means for tomorrow. I don't know what it means for next month. I don't know what it means for 2024, 2025. But right now, I know it means I'm here in this place, in this city for such a time as this. I'm talking about each of us, right? We, those people in Turkey and Syria didn't know they were gonna wake up in that turmoil when they went to bed. But I know that God has strategically positioned Christians who know the Lord, who are reaching out to those in need. Maybe there will be people who will find Jesus as a result of this tragedy. God didn't do the tragedy. Hear me. God didn't do the tragedy. I don't believe he did. He's a good God. But I do believe he allows the turmoil sometimes so that the word of God and the hope of God and the love of God can go forward. I don't say, why God? I say, how God? What do you want me to learn? How can I let your banner of living proof and love be over my life in Father, right now, I pray for everyone online. I pray for that one who has doubted loving. God, I thank you for the ones who have written to me that have said our service online brought them to their knees as they began to trust you in a new way. So, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that those online will say, Father, I love you. I accept the love of Jesus. Take all the hate and unforgiveness out of my heart. Brand me, brand my life with the love of Jesus. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. You're in this room today, and you would say to me, Pastor Jen, loving others is okay, but sometimes it's hard. Knowing that I'm loved by God 24 hours a day is also challenging. I need to know and sense God's love for me in a new way. Would you raise your hand all over this building? I got my hand up. Would you raise your hand? Praise God. I know that the Lord and the word of the Lord has spoken to your life today. And so I want to invite you to invite Jesus to be in control of every circumstance. Maybe you've prayed this prayer before. Maybe today will be the first time you prayed it. But every time you ask Jesus to be in control of everything, every part, every person in your life, God does something to bring your heart to life. 
So I want you to pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, to be in control of every part. I give you all of me, Lord. Forgive me for my sins and my disobedience and help me to serve you all the days of my life. I make you Lord over everything. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want you to know that today, the Lord has done something in your life. Now, I also want to pray with you for those miracles in motion, those burdens. As you know, in our service on campus, we come to an altar of sacrifice, a place of decision. And we say to the Lord, God, take all of me. Take every situation. I trust you. I believe in you. This is the season where the Lord reminds us that he came to say, Emmanuel, God with us. So I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you to know that I read the messages, I read your emails, and I know the things that are weighing heavy on your heart. I love when you come to Rome and you come on campus, but even where you are right now in your country, in your city, the Holy Spirit is with you. And so, Father, right now, we agree in prayer together for the miracle that is in motion. I pray, God, that a supernatural divine intervention would come upon your son and your daughter right now. For that one who has been sick and struggling with illness, may their faith jump alive right now. May the DNA of their body come into alignment with the way God designed it. And, Father, that one who has struggled with worry and fret and fear, I pray in Jesus' name that the peace of God which passes all understanding would flow over your heart, your mind, your life, and every detail of your circumstance. The Lord is with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. And I want you to know today, he is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He is Jehovah, Lord over all. You are complete in Jesus Christ. He will be with you this week. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Write us, send me an email. Let me know what God is doing in your life. We're in this thing together. We don't do life alone. And I'm standing with you for that prayer of victory and the miracle in motion. Have a fantastic week. I love you.